This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome everyone. Mike Etchart. It is CES 2019. This is our second show of our continuing coverage of the show that never ends. It is such a gigantic show. So many people, so many products, so many companies. It is, well, it's not almost overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And we're going to get to the bottom of how many people are here and what the whole deal is. We've got Danielle Kasignal. She is the spokesperson for the CTA. The CTA owns and produces the show. That's right. The Consumer Technology Association owns and produces this little show called CES. And (laughs) we're excited to be here with another record-breaking show. We're on track. Oh, no. Is record-breaking in terms of companies or people or both? Exhibit space. Exhibit space. Um, 2.9 million net square feet across Las Vegas. Gosh, 2.9 million. We're expecting about 180. 80,000 attendees. It's up to 180 now. And uh, about 4,500 exhibitors. Wow, that is just amazing. Well, in the show last week, we talked about uh, those of us that have come multiple years. I want to say this is my 22nd or so year of coming. It used to be about 120,000, and that seemed insane. And now it's 180,000. And, yeah. and it is stunning that you were able to get that many people in this place. But it, you basically take over not just the convention center, you take over Las Vegas. Yeah, between Las Vegas Convention Center, the Sands Convention Center, ARIA with C-Space, and then other areas across. What's C-Space, by the way? C-Space is the home for content creators and Hollywood and a lot of panel sessions and and some displays over there. Some really big chief marketing officers coming and talking about how technology impacts content creation and advertising and marketing and all that good stuff. And and again, over the years, that has been interesting. And I come from the content world. I come from the entertainment business. And it's, it's been... You know, 20 years ago when you said you're going to CES, everybody would say, why? Mm-hmm. And now it's the place to be. Same thing with automotive. Same thing. With, it's amazing how this show has has become so inclusive to so many what used to be different silos of stuff. And, and yet now, again, why wouldn't a content creator come here? Why wouldn't a movie studio? Why wouldn't a music company? Why wouldn't a games company? Of course you would come here because so much of that content drives technology and vice versa, right? Exactly. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, and that's why the show has gotten bigger over the years because, like you said, more categories or or verticals that weren't tech industries are now, like beauty tech or baby tech. Health tech. Yeah, Yeah, all of those. Those are are tech companies and tech products now. And it's amazing. So uh, when 180,000 people jam into this place, um, you know, how do you keep expanding out? You must every, and and of course, you're already planning for, for 2020's show probably this week. And you know, this is a year-round thing to prepare for this show because it's so large. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sales, there's a, a sales room where, you know, they're planning out space and they're selling a bunch of space for next year. Mm-hmm. And the show dates are planned out. I don't know exactly how far out, but at least a few years out. And 
Um, I know our CES team is constantly working with the city of Las Vegas and the convention center to you know, endorse and be aware of expansion and renovation plans and keeping up to date on all of that. And do I, am I correct to understand that they are actually expanding the convention center? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Because it's not big enough. few years, yeah. <laughs> Renovations, which is always a good thing. So there'll be a little more construction, but it should be great for the show in the years to come and, and all the other shows that come to LVCC. And I often say, and I say this every year when I get here, and, I, and I, I, maybe one of these years I'm going to remember, I need to bring a pedometer. You know, how much do you walk? And, and, and oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to explain to people, that, to our listening audience, how large this event is. It's unbelievably large. And when you go to... You know, the larger companies like Samsung or LG, their booth space, to give you an idea, is larger than most football fields. And so you have these large companies like that. So it is just, again, I want a pedometer. I want to know how much I'm walking. I can just feel the calories being burned as I walk around. You can't see everything in the four days. You know, you have to really pick and choose where you go. So it's so exciting to be here, though. It's just a blast. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot to see. You probably won't see it all this week, but if you need some pedometer recommendations, there are a couple. That, <laughs> yes, I know. There's couple a devices of... that do that here this week. So exactly. Well, hold that thought because we're gonna come back with Danielle. We got more from PopTech Radio. We are at CES 2019. Yes, 2019. We've got more stuff when we come back. It's PopTech Radio. Stay right there. Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. We're back. It is Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart from Las Vegas. Some of our continuing coverage of CES 2019, the Consumer Electronics Show. It is absolutely crazy, which is why we're here for an extended period of time, and it is close to the general public. So we are giving you glimpses, hopefully, of what you're going to see, all the cool stuff. We've got Danielle Casignol. She is the spokesperson from the CTA. They own and produce the wonderful show that is CES. And this has been going on for a long time, over 50 years now. That's right, 52 years. We celebrated the 50th anniversary two years ago. And I want to say that the, the, the first one, if I read someplace, that it was about 17,000 people that showed up for the first one, give or take, which was a lot back in 1967. We're going to be actually at the NAM show, which is the pretty much the musical instrument and technology show that's in Southern California. That's about a, more than 100 years old. And what I heard from the NAM folks is that CES actually started before 1967. Or, well, there wasn't really anything called CES, but a lot of the TV manufacturers would be kind of in the basement in Chicago at, at the NAM show back in those days. And then it branched off and it was big enough starting in 67 to, to be another show. And here we are today, 180,000 people. Yeah, it used to be twice a year. Right, it was two times a year. Uh-huh, in July. Up until about 20 years ago. I think that's right. And... Um one exhibitor that has stuck with us through thick and thin is Panasonic. Oh, of course. Been there since day one. Wow. So 
you know, awesome to see how they've evolved as a company over the years. That's pretty cool too, to say I've been here all 52 years. Mm-hmm. When I first started coming to CES, there were two shows a year. Mm-hmm. And that summer one kind of kind of didn't, it was in Chicago and then it moved around to Florida, as I recall. And But now it, 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 it makes sense really to do just this one. I mean, it's just an, 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 it's an insane undertaking, not that I'm telling you anything to make it happen once a year. So I couldn't imagine doing it twice a year. Well, now there's CES Asia. Of course. Going on its fifth year in Shanghai. And that show has continued to grow to serve the Asian marketplace. And so for some of our staff, it definitely feels like there are two <laughs> CESs a year. Yes, they're Again. still, right. <laughs> exactly. But this, you know, what's, what's fantastic about the Las Vegas show is really how international it is. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm the diversity of countries that are represented it's certainly countries of course this is a worldwide industry obviously and you know companies are here manufactured there it's it's just all over the map but really i'm always blown away at how many how international this one is and it really is an international business because all this stuff is worldwide and we all see it on the internet and everybody wants it you know that's right i think it's about 60,000 international attendees and that's really apparent when you walk through Eureka Park, the startup area Mm -hmm. in the sands, and French coalitions and companies, and Chinese, and Dutch, and everything in between. That's where you really get a great taste of all the international companies here this week. Totally. Now, as someone who comes here, and this is your, your line of work, What's your favorite things that you see these days? You know, what gets you excited in terms of like, oh my goodness, look at that. You know, do you get jaded? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> you get tired still, but my soft spot is the digital health stuff. Oh, yes. Um, and that to me seems such a, a new... Te- I mean, it's it's probably six, seven years going on now, but right. it still seems new because that was... All of a sudden, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it started kind of with the Fitbit-type mm-hmm. step tracker devices, trying to do all-in-one and capture a bunch of, of your metrics and quantify those metrics. And then... What we've seen happen over the years and most recently is definitely more health and medical applications of these devices that can address real world issues like chronic disease or opioid dependence or mental illness, you know, real tangible Mm -hmm. solutions to things like these and address more specific issues, whatever it is. So for example, launching this week from Tivic Health is a device that uses microcurrent technology to relieve pain from sinus pressure. So a very specific wow. use case. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of those things like a, a wearable for tracking glucose levels for diabetics and um, uh, blood pressure monitors for people with cardiac issues and things like that. So there's a lot of technology that's emerged that addresses these issues and attempts to bypass the use of medication and things like that or used in conjunction with medication. Wow. And I haven't even made it to that section yet. (laughs) So I'm headed over there. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Daniel Casignol, thanks so much for joining us from the CTA. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us here. We sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. And we will do this again next year probably too, right? Can't and the wait. year after that. We'll All right. Before you know it. That's right. Oh, it comes so fast. It seems weird still to say 28, 2019. I almost said 2018. It seems weird to say 2019. But on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is PopTech Radio. We are at CES 2019 and we are coming right back.
On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Mike Etchart. We are at CES 2019, as you probably know if you're listening to the show. We are hanging out here in Las Vegas. 180,000 people strong and 2.9 million square feet of booth space. And, and everything is tech. And it's so fun because certain companies you would not expect to see here. And so that's why we're going to have our next guest on the show. He is Mike Sutterer. He's the SVP and GM of the Gardens Business Unit of Miracle Grow. Has Miracle Grow always come to CES, Mike? Oh, of course. We've been here since the beginning. Have, have you, you literally? Expect that? No, we I have not. I was going to say, you're pulling my leg. <laughs> this is our first year. Oh, it is your first yes. year? Yes. Oh, uh, first my First year for the Miracle Grow brand at CES. Uh, of course, Scott's Miracle Grow has been around for 150 years. <laughs> is actually. it really? So, well before you're getting uh, the hang CES. Of it. You're yes. getting the hang of it. We get the hang. We know how to grow things outside the home. And now we're making the pivot on the other side of the screen door to help people successfully grow things in inside the house as well. So when you sat down with your team and said, hey, we're going to go to Consumer Electronics Show, did everybody kind of go, what? <laughs> yeah, are you going to make plants, you know, talk or move Robots? or virtual? What, what yeah. are we doing? So are you, we're now talking about indoor growing, I gather. Yeah, we actually are really excited. We've been working for a couple years on a brand new Miracle Grow 12 indoor gardening unit okay. that actually allows you to successfully grow things inside your house 365 days a year. So it doesn't wow. matter what the season cold, hot, rain, no rain, weeds, bugs, none of that matters when you're growing things inside your home. Now, see, as we mentioned before we got on the air, I live in Southern California where we can pretty much grow things and I'm an organic farmer myself, ironically. So we have the advantage of climate where I happen to live. But this is obviously, this is a a, a boon to folks that you guys are based in Ohio. I know you live in Houston. So maybe it's not quite as easy to grow year round in any of these locales. Yeah. But now you can. Now you can. I mean, it's January. So for a lot of folks in the country, you know, you're living in Boston, Chicago, Minneapolis, right? You're not thinking about growing fresh tomatoes no, and not. fresh vegetables this time of year, but now you can with the Miracle Grow 12 uh, system. And what's really exciting about it for us is, you know, we set out on a mission really to solve the biggest issues that people have when they want to try to grow things inside the home. And, you know, light space is really the two keys and then just a fear of failure right. you know not everybody's a farmer like you yes well, um so, trust me, there's plenty of failure <laughs> whether you're a farmer or not yeah, yeah you're so, growing stuff. that's right and we really wanted to solve those things for people and that's really what we did with this new miracle grow 12 system that we developed so so of course this is a radio and podcast yeah so so let's use the description so we can explain it so as a consumer you would buy a system and it has everything you need in it yeah it's everything you need so we wanted again with that simplicity in mind wanted to give the people like you everything you need to be successful so the light of course light you got to have light to grow things right biggest challenge inside the home the light is fully integrated with the system so you don't you're not buying any separate pieces and parts 
it comes with a reservoir that the plants go right into. So you're planting in a water-based system. Okay. Don't have the mess of soil or any yeah. of the pests that go with soil. So it's, this is an aquaponic yeah, system? Yeah, hydroponic system. Or hydroponic system. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so oh, sorry. Aquaponic uses fish, I think. That, yeah, it yeah, does yeah. use fish. That's right. This doesn't have the yeah. fish, yeah, yeah. Uh, although that might make it more sporting in the future. <laughs> it's, um, it's a headache with the fish, I can yes. tell you. Yeah. But yeah, so, so it's an aquaponic. Forget, yep. It's, a, it's a hydroponic, hydroponic system. I've got that mixed up already. Yes. Hydroponic system. Yes. No soil. No soil. Okay. You just add nutrients, which okay. we've developed actually a very simple, single nutrient that you just add one time at the beginning okay and then once in the middle of your growth cycle and that's it wow. literally all you have to do is top the unit off with water and that's the only maintenance that you have that's pretty cool and one of the reasons for that is we also have an app it's bluetooth connected of course so the app of course there's an yes, app for that there's an app for that manages everything you need it controls the lighting for you, so it will automatically adjust the lighting based on what you need for yeah. your plant to grow. Okay. It will tell you when you need to add water, so you don't need to worry about wow. it, the system running out of water. Yeah. It'll tell you when to add nutrition. It'll tell you when to harvest. So depending on what you're growing, I don't know what you like to grow, Swiss chard, yeah, mustard I, I, greens. Yeah, all and above. Tell you when to harvest. We'll even give you recipe tips on wow. what to make. And you can order your next set of plants and we'll ship them directly to your home so you can start your next grow. So wow. really making it simple to be successful growing 365 days a year inside your home. Now, is this system available in retail right now? We are actually pre-launching it with Indiegogo okay. right now. Actually, today we're kicking off wow. the pre-launch with right. Indiegogo. So by the time this is broadcast, yep. it'll be up? It'll be up. So you can go to Indiegogo, and then you could also go to MiracleGrow12.com. MiracleGrow12. Okay. Yep, MiracleGrow12. Yep, that's the system, okay. and 12 is for 12 months out of the year, so 12 months good. growing. I get it. And you can order it there as well, place a pre-order. We'll begin shipping in March of this year, and all it'll right. be available everywhere as well. All the usual retailers will have it too. That is remarkable. We yeah. know, it's funny, over the Thanksgiving break, my wife buys, it's, for certain herbs, we have the plants, actually, in our, yep. in our yard. And it's awesome, but we live in Southern California, so yes. it's, it's easy to do. You know, yeah. you can buy the plants, and, and you're good to go. But the stuff tastes so much better when you, when you use the fresh products, and this is going to give everyone that opportunity, no matter where you live. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you're in Southern California, a lot of people live in apartments, yes, townhomes. They right. don't have a lot of space to grow things outside. Now you can grow inside. And we like the movement of farm to table, obviously, yes. is very big. Huge. Well, we like to call this arm to table <laughs> because you can literally sit at your kitchen table and within Pick arm's it. reach, you right. can harvest your yes. lettuce, your herbs, whatever it is you need. So That is so cool. We've been talking to Mike Sutterer. He is, of course, the uh, Senior Vice President and GM of the Gardens Business Unit of Miracle Grow, part of Scott's. And yes, they are at CES for the first time. We're going to talk more about the Miracle Grow 12 system when we come back. It's Pop Deck Radio from CES Las Vegas 2019. Stay with us. My dad is a proud doer always building, repairing, or maintaining something. He relies on Craftsman tools, and I do the same. Today, Craftsman mechanics tools, metal storage, and lighting are available from your favorite retailers. But that's only the beginning. A full line of retooled and refined products are on the way. Find your favorite store at Craftsman.com and stay tuned for more big news from this trusted American brand.
Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, it's Mike Etchard. It's CES 2019. It's Las Vegas. My feet are sore. My back is sore because I've been walking for miles in the Las Vegas Convention Center. But it's so fun because it's CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Lots of companies that you never thought would be here. Among them, Scott's and Miracle Grow. They have got a product called the Miracle Grow 12. And uh, I've got Mike Sutterer here. He's the Senior Vice President and GM. In the world of consumer electronics, you're a little new to this, but uh, when we talk about televisions, and I've mentioned this on other shows, we used to have a a phrase we called the WAF, the W-A-F, the wife acceptance factor. Excellent. You can't bring in those big TVs because sometimes you're going to have some pushback. And so the miracle Grow 12 thing, you guys have a high WAF because it was well-designed. It's a beautiful system. It's lovely. It it will look great in anybody's home. So it's not... It's got a high WAF. What else can you say? Yes, it does. And we actually went for that because we knew it was important. We didn't want it to be, you know, that treadmill that you buy in January when you're all excited to work out (laughs) and then it becomes what you hang your clothes over the rest of the year. We wanted people to use it and to keep it out and to keep it part of their life to encourage them to grow fresh, healthy food year round. So this is a modular system, I gather. It is a modular system. So single unit, you can grow up to four plants in it. And you can stack the units. So, again, space is one of those barriers that we had to overcome. So instead of going wide and taking up a bigger footprint, you can actually go vertical and stack these units. One of the other things we've done is growing from seed takes a lot of time. Yes, it does. And sometimes the seeds germinate and sometimes you're not so lucky. So we've created this system where you could grow from seed if you'd like to, Mm -hmm. but you also can grow from a starter plug. So we have a subscription service that you can opt into where we will send you your plants every eight weeks, ready to go. So you can harvest a whole lot sooner with a lot more success. And we've even developed this system so you could go to your local garden center, your Home Depot, your Lowe's in Southern California. You can buy any plant out of that garden center. Even though it's planted in soil, and this is a hydroponic water-based system, yeah. you can take it home and put it in your miracle Row 12 system. Wow. We have got a special patented cocoa core liner that you can put that plant into soil and all, and you can grow it hydroponically in the water. So we wow. have really tried to make this as frictionless as possible to be successful no matter how you want to grow inside your home. <laughs> now, just from a product development standpoint, who was the guy that stood up in the meeting five or eight years ago and said, and, and, you know, how long does it take to, to, to make these really? Because, this is, again, this is well outside of your wheelhouse historically. Yes. Your 150-year-old company. Yep. And suddenly you're talking tech. Walk me through how this kind of happened in your company. Yeah, well, first of all, I was the guy that stood up oh, and said I wanted guy. to do this. Right. And I think everybody thought I was insane when I first had the idea. But, you know, as we started to look at trends on where people are wanting to grow, mm-hmm. Inside the home is just a mega trend that we're seeing. You know, upwards of 90% of people want to grow inside their home, but less than 25% do it. Right. And the reason is light space and that fear of failure. Things we talked about, Right, so really trying to focus and say, okay, for our next 150 years, where are we going to help consumers successfully grow? And that's going to be on the inside of the screen door instead of outside. And we knew to do it, we had to move in some of these new areas that were a little bit foreign to us. Fortunately, we got some great partners. We have a fantastic research and development and marketing team back at Scott's who really has embraced this and leaned in. Lots of testing, lots of 
you know, WAF testing as yes, well, that's right. right? To make sure that we've got this Spousal thing approval, right. Totally. Yes, and that's one of the reasons why we're launching on Indiegogo as well, uh-huh. just to get some of that feedback from folks who interact with technology sure. like this. Right. Again, it's not our normal sort of consumer base here. It's something new for us. So from that time you stood up in the meeting to today, how long was that? We have been on about a three-year journey not, to bring well, this. I say that's pretty fast. Yeah, to market, which uh, is pretty fast. Although there are some in our company who would like it even faster than that. Um, but one shocking. of the yeah, shocking. Really, one of the great things is we actually have a lot of hydroponic companies that we have acquired over the past few years. Oh, okay. Mostly focused on other crops that are not vegetables and herbs. <laughs> well, and I live in Southern California, yep, so, so you know that legal well. there. Yeah. Yes. So that also helped us accelerate yeah. our learning to be able to focus more on tomatoes, veggies, herbs, etc. And speaking of tomatoes, we are actually launching a second system in the fall of 2019. We call it the Sola Edition. Mm-hmm. It's a much larger system and it actually could grow a full-size slicer tomato inside your home. Wow. Think about that or a full-size bell pepper. You even can grow a Meyer lemon tree inside your home in this unit. It's crazy. Again, that was another one where I think they thought I was nuts when I stood up and said, I want to be able to grow a Meyer lemon tree in one of these units. But we want you to be just as successful growing inside the home or maybe more than you can grow outside the home. Well, and it's so exciting for those people, like you said, that live wherever they live and they or they, you know, they have uh, apartments or townhomes. And it brings a room to life when you have growing plants anyway and grow the food you eat. It's it's really, and again, I, growing up in, in sort of rural Southern California, I'm kind of spoiled because that's my experience. Yep. That's what I know, and I know that's not for most people, and this really opens the door for yeah. so many folks. Well, and even for you, you know, some of the challenges you probably have outside the home, whether it's Bugs insects and, uh, or yeah, squirrels yeah, yeah. and birds yeah, coming yeah. and eating. Fire. All, yeah, fire, exactly. <laughs> yes, fire, yeah. mudslides. Yes. None of that you have to worry about when you are growing inside your home. So it takes a lot of the pain points of growing things out when you're growing inside. Well, and you guys also have a fairly substantial task of educating people on a new product. Not only do you have to create the tech, but now you have to educate your consumers. Yeah, we do. And fortunately, we have a great consumer base to start with. Yeah. But it is a different consumer for us. This I is think more so, yeah. millennial focused. It's a younger yeah. consumer. So we need to reach them in new and different ways. And we traditionally do a lot of our consumer communication advertising in the spring mm-hmm. when most people are outside gardening. Sure, but this, this is, is something yeah, much more relevant. Now you've got You've got winter holiday time that we're just coming off of. The perfect time to be, you know, educating people about how to grow successfully inside their home. That's awesome. So, Mike, if folks want to find out more about the Miracle Grow 12, yes, where do they go? Miracle Grow 12, T W E L V E. Spelled out. Spell it out. And there's a dash between Miracle and Grow. Yep. And there's no W in Grow. There's no W in Grow. That's That's true. All right. So it's MiracleGrow12.com. Miracle Grow and Miracle Dash Grow No W. 12 spelled out. Yep. Dot com. com. Check it out. Well, it's yes. very exciting. Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you here at your first CES, for crying out loud. Yes. That's really exciting. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Thanks for coming on. It. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. It's Pop Deck Radio at CES. We're coming right back. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? 
Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It is Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart here. Here, of course, being Las Vegas CES 2019. It still seems weird to say that. I keep saying that. I keep saying that it's weird to say that because it continues to be weird to say that. Joining me right now is my good friend. He, of course, uh, with thewirecutter.com, with Soundstage and Jazz Times. He is a musician. He is an audiophile. He is a supremely groovy dude. He is Brent Butterworth. Supremely that's, the, that's probably the nicest introduction I've ever had in my life. Really? My mom wouldn't give me such a nice All true. All true. She'd well, throw in some qualifiers. <laughs> some asterisks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually. Well, it's it, it, that is qualifier-free, that, that, that comment. Very nice. So thank, thank you, you for coming. It's, it's always a pleasure. We have had these conversations from CES many, many, many years now. Many times. Back in our Sound and Vision shared history. You were with Sound and Vision yeah. far longer than me, but yeah. uh, we had a shared history there. And and here we are. And you told me this is your 30th CES. This is my 30th CES. My first one was 1990. Wow. My, this is my 30th Vegas CES. I went to five or six or seven of the ones in Chicago, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk a little bit about... Well, we're going to talk about headphones because mm-hmm. you yeah. have a website called Soundstage. Yeah, Soundstage Solo. Soundstage which Solo. Which is uh, I'm, it's a headphone-specific site, mm-hmm. and I'm the editor of it. I do probably I do the lion's share of the writing. I have a couple other writers uh, who pitch in. It's a great site. Thank you. It's a great site, by the way, Thank folks. You. If you haven't been to the website, you got to go to SoundstageSolo.com. It's awesome. We've talked a lot about headphones before on the air, and then every year since for the last, let's say, I'm just going to throw a number out because I don't really know, but it's about the last eight years. I kind of come mm-hmm. here, and I think there can't be more headphones. Yeah, I'd say eight years. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I can't say that there's as many headphones here as there have been because this is not as much of an audio show as it used to be. It's, not even close. Right. However the innovation and growth in the market continues and so we're not you know we haven't we haven't seen a, any plateauing at all in terms of you know less innovation and less new stuff in headphones there's tons of new stuff and what is new stuff for headphones by far the most interesting thing i've seen is the dolby dimension headphones the dolby dimension headphones yeah. and so yes. dolby soft launched these uh, late last year mm-hmm. and just, just sold them through their own website and they're 600 bucks well, so not, not insignificant cheap. <laughs> and, you know, Dolby, you know, what, what does Dolby know about making a set of headphones? Yeah. Well, whatever Dolby decides they want to learn, you know, because if they don't have the engineers to do it, they'll go hire them. And um, these headphones are pretty incredible. They have a, you know, like a surround sound virtualizer in it that makes it sound like, you know, surround sound. And it really works. It works amazingly well. It doesn't sound... Some of those things sound pretty hokey. Like yes. you try them once, you're kind of like, after half an hour, you're like, yeah, I'm sick of it. You never use it again. This is really nice. And it also detects, it looks at the signal and detects if it's been virtualized before, and then it adjusts its processing to, to As opposed to a proper uh, multi-channel mix. The, right. There are ways of um, simulating that. Right. So which Dolby does, of course, because they know how to do that. Yes. I mean, but but they, it, it won't double, basically, in this case. Right. So it doesn't double up. Or yeah. It doesn't make it sound stupid and fake. It just sounds really, really good. You know, the weird thing is the things looked really nice and they were really comfortable. And 
you just wouldn't expect that. It was it, so it's like a really you wouldn't expect Dolby, which has never made a consumer product before, no, to come out with a, such a nice consumer product. Usually, people's first consumer product is pretty it's a dress pretty horrible. disaster. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. And so, is it is it now not soft launch? Is oh, it? Yes, as of uh, midnight last night, yeah. it's available on Amazon. Okay, and how, is it still six hundred bucks? It's still six hundred bucks. All right, and it's wireless. You know, you have like a low latency wireless transmitter, so you can. It's kind of more intended for movie watching and TV yeah. watching, but you can listen to music on it. It sounds really nice. Okay, and I'm uh, supposedly going to get one to review, so we'll see. Then I got to figure out how I'm going to measure it, which is going to be really yeah, that'll be weird, wacky. Well, is that going to be? Uh, do you think you know? Because Dolby is in the technology business; mm-hmm. they're in the licensing business of yeah. their technology. Is this something that's going to be picked up by other manufacturers? You know, I, I didn't ask them that, but I'm sure that's what they're going to do. So they're, they're probably using this as a Trojan horse? Yeah. Or as a technology demonstrator to yeah. show other, manufacturers sure. the, the kind of processing Dolby can add to their headphones. Right. So that, you know, a Sennheiser or an AKG or a Sony or whoever would then, you know, add Dolby's algorithms to... Because, you know, this is all in digital signal processing. Yeah. So... Um, and that continues to get better every year. Yeah, and it does get better every year, and this was pretty impressive. And, you know, I worked at Dolby like 20 years ago, and I was the marketing director for Dolby Headphone, and I'll tell you, it didn't work for me at all. Yeah. But this works. Oh, awesome. Okay, so so we've got the surround sound simulator Mm -hmm. in in a headphone. Yeah. We have noise canceling. That's another technology. A lot of noise canceling. Okay. And and that's starting to trickle down into lower-priced products, and... You know, for years, Bose has sort of dominated that because they held down all the patents. So they would aggressively go after anybody who violated their patents. So, (laughs) And when you say aggressively, I know you mean aggressively. Yeah, I mean aggressively. (laughs) So, but people have seemingly figured out ways around the patents. And so we're starting to see people, you know, noise canceling headphones that are getting to where they're as effective as the Bose ones. And, you know, they, some of them maybe sound better. And, you know, different form factors, and you're getting stuff for 200 bucks or 150 bucks instead of 300 bucks. Sure. So for noise canceling, which I think is a great technology, especially, love it. especially you know, not just for airplanes, but also for things like, you know, open plan offices, because, you know, everyone's in these, no one even has a cube anymore. Everyone just has, like, a bunch of desks lined yeah. up next to each other. And to be able to put those on and get a little bit of relief from the office Absolutely. noise. Absolutely. Yeah. So these are, this is wonderful technology, and it's it's cheaper and cheaper, and some of these things are great. Yeah. And so has anybody matched Bose? I know that's the gold standard yeah. for, for noise Yeah, actually, canceling. finally somebody Because we think we talked about this on yeah. one of the shows. It's, so it's somebody, Sony. The yeah. Sony WH-1000MX3. Threes, yeah. I, and, I, ju- um, I just listened to those, actually. XM3, something like that. Yeah, the version 3, essentially. And yeah. I, I just tried those out, and I was pretty darn impressed. The noise canceling is actually it measures better than the Bose on my really? measurements. Okay. Just a little bit, like a decibel or two. But... Now, when you hear it, you can't really hear the difference, right? Yeah. Just like if you if you measure two amplifiers and you listen to them, you can't hear a difference. But sure. You measure the difference. So it's kind of like that. So I can measure a difference. I can't hear a difference. They both have great noise canceling. That has downsides, though, because the more noise canceling you get, the more you get the effect of what they call eardrum suck. Yes, we've talked about that, too. it feels like it's sucking your eardrums out, yeah. like if you go up in a high-speed elevator. Yeah. I'm going to be a, doing a groundbreaking article on this pretty soon. Okay, hold that thought. So I gotta okay, okay. take a commercial break. We're gonna talk to Brent Butterworth about his groundbreaking article on eardrum suck. Yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. On that note, what a better way can you end a segment? All right, we'll be right back. It's Pop Tech Radio from CES 2019. There are many words you could use to describe the new Kia Stinger GT. Stunning. 
stylish, sporty. The word breathtaking, however, isn't just an adjective. It's a warning. Because while the ability to go 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds might take your breath away, going 60 to 0 with powerful Brembo brakes will help you catch it again. The 2018 Kia Stinger GT, fueled by youth. Stinger GT rear-wheel drive using launch control with factory-equipped 19-inch wheels. Results may vary. Do not attempt. Always drive safely. Back to Pop Tech Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart is me. CES 2019 is where we, me, is our hanging out. It's the uh, it's crazy Las Vegas Convention Center with 180,000 of my closest friends hanging out. But my number one groovy guy, Brent Brutterworth, hanging out from the Wirecutter and from SoundstageSolo.com. We were talking about eardrum suck. Yeah. And you were going to do a groundbreaking article. My favorite topic. Yes, I was. <laughs> so that, of course, is a byproduct or a side effect of the technology of... of um, noise canceling. Of noise canceling, yeah. In headphones. In headphones. Okay, so, so what, you, what is your article going to say? I've, done, I've been doing a lot of research on this. And yes. no one's ever... I mean, everyone I've talked to was just like, uh, oh, you know, gee, yeah, we never figured that out either. Because I'd ask people, like, <laughs> yeah. what is the deal? You know, how, Why does this happen? And how do you, you know, why does it only happen with certain headphones? And uh, everyone's like, uh, yeah, we noticed that. And uh, we don't know. <laughs> so I finally did enough research to where I have the makings of an article. It's not, I still have some more testing to do and things like that. But I finally figured out the core of it. And all my questions are answered, at least in my head. Oh. So... But I'm, I have to do the you know, the graphs and the measurements and stuff to support it, right? So, in other words, sort of a, it's sort of yeah. a quasi-scientific paper, but what? it'll it'll read not like a scientific yeah. paper. It'll read like a normal article about audio. So the bottom line is, is that avoidable? Well, probably not, mm. because it, it doesn't directly correlate with the efficacy of the noise reduction. Do we have any listeners left at this point? <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't directly correlate with... We're going deep. <laughs> so anyway, um, but it correlates with a part of it. So, But the end effect is that the headphones that have the really super high power noise canceling yes. are going to give you this effect, and All it's right. extremely hard to avoid. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. But, you know, it, okay, so we've got, we, uh, we've got noise canceling. We've got the surround sound headphones. We've got Bluetooth headphones. And headphones for fashion, you know. It's I mean that's that to me yeah. what beats. You know, if they if if any innovation they did, it was making headphones fashionable and conditioning the public to the idea of buying three hundred dollar headphones. That's right. That's right. I was exactly. just talking to a guy from Sennheiser today. And he's uh-huh. like, he's like, I'm really thankful for them because <laughs> <laughs> they broke the door open. <laughs> they really broke the door open. That's right. We, yeah. Suddenly, cost is not that big of it. Well, it's important, but it's not that important. Apparently. Yeah. But you know, that's another good point. Is Bluetooth is now you know now that the the headphone jacks are off of the iPhones. Yes. And and, you know, we keep hearing rumors that Samsung's going to pull them off the next generation of, of Galaxy yeah. and whatever. So there's more and more Bluetooth. And now it's it's almost like Bluetooth has almost displaced the wired headphones entirely. i got to say that makes me sad for a variety of reasons. I don't love Bluetooth mm-hmm. only because it needs to be charged. And then I always put my there's headphones that. on. And yeah. I, it's like, oh, I've only got, you know, like, I, I'm already worrying about, I always already forget to charge my phone enough. And now I have to worry about my headphones. So I don't, that's what I don't dig. And Bluetooth just, it just seems to be... It's not epic, you know. It is not. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something from the wire sonically. It doesn't okay, sound. Okay, well you good. are. Yeah. But good news. Okay. You knew yeah, I would I, have a, an answer I, that for was you. A softball for and, 
<laughs> so, you know, Bluetooth uses what they call a codec, which is just like MP3. Compression, decompression. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that, that reduces the data rate to where it can fit through the Bluetooth transmission. Sure, right. So, and that reduces sound quality. However, you know, there's a stock codec in Bluetooth called SBC. Uh-huh. And uh, there have been some aftermarket ones, you know, from third parties that are like Aptex or AAC and mm-hmm. things like that. But those don't really improve the quality noticeably. However, Aptex came out with Aptex HD, mm-hmm. which roughly doubles the data rate. Okay. So it's getting to where it's only about, uh, you know, t- I think Aptex is 200. 250, 300 uh, kilobits per second. And so Aptex HD is like 576 or something like that. So it's a increase. lot more data. And more data means better sound. Right. In, in, in this case, it certainly does. And, uh, and is, uh, is that technology available in headphones right now? Yes. It kind of broke, a, I guess it, it started to barely break last CES, but now it's really becoming common. Awesome. And Sony's LDAC, which stands for... Something. Something. <laughs> DAC is probably digital analog converter. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, whatever. whatever. So lossless, I think. Because yeah. it's basically, it's an even higher data rate than uh, Aptex HD. Okay. So I've only played around with it a little bit, and it seems to work great. And, of course, it's Sony, so, you know, maybe not everybody will put it into their products. Yeah. But, but it's a, yeah. You know, it's it's in, if you go into Samsung phones, you know, they have most of these codecs in them already. Excellent. Well, I'm happy about that. On that note, we need to wrap it up, Brent. Can you okay. believe it? This is the uh, the end of our second show from CES. This is part of our continuing coverage of CES for PopTech Radio. So on that note, we need to wrap up this episode. Brent Butterworth from TheWireCutter.com and SoundstageSolo.com and Jazz Times. Jazz Bass Player, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on. It's great as always. It is my pleasure. On, on that note, folks, make sure you know we're podcast at Apple iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. So we can you can always go there and pick up some great uh, past episodes. And big thanks to Cody Castleberry for keeping it real for me, editing, producing, doing all the legwork and the hard work. Makes my job so much easier. I do appreciate that. And on that note, have a wonderful day, folks. We'll see you next time on Pop Tech Radio. The big news from Subaru is the all-new three-row Ascent. It's the biggest SUV from Subaru ever. There's room for seven or eight passengers with a choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. It'll tow up to 5,000 pounds. It has the interior space you need for your whole crew. And it gets you where you want to go with the safety of a Subaru, including standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. Maximum towing capacity varies by trim level, and trailer brakes may be required. See your retailer for details.